Thanks to WordTune for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. WordTune is the first AI-powered online writing tool that understands meaning, so you can feel confident that what you're writing is as smart as you are. WordTune works anywhere you're working online, Google Docs, Slack, Outlook Web, WhatsApp, and more. Try WordTune for free at wordtune.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So, you know, I was talking to the students who are in my coaching program made to do this. And I told them yesterday, I said, fear is so boring. I think Liz Gilbert said that. I think I heard it from her, but fear is just so boring. Like, okay, so you can tell yourself, you know, I want to be comfortable and I want to be able to predict what's going to happen. And so I'll make decisions based on, you know, fear but it's so boring, right? Like, what do we really want? We really want those incredible surprises. We really want those moments where things just start to feel like, wow, this really happened. Like at the end of the day, when you hit your head on the pillow at night and it's just you and you, you and God, you and the universe, just you with your thoughts, there is some dream there whether it's like, I really want to write a book or I really want to fall in love with someone super special or I really want to move to a small town and open a bed and breakfast. Like there is some magical thing that you've been wanting. And I think that what is so interesting is that as human beings, we like want this certainty, but in order for us to sort of step in to this thing that's calling to us, we have to be willing to step beyond certainty and do things courageously. And so I know that everything we talk about here, it's exciting, but it's also scary, right? It requires courage. And I guess I just want to repeat something that John Kabat-Zinn says, which is you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Like it's important that you think about the things you've already done in your life that were hard and write them down, write it down. Like have you you know, had to break up with someone? Have you gone through labor? Have you gone across the country and moved to a place you didn't know anyone? Have you, what? Like, what have you already gone through that was so much harder than starting your Etsy shop or beginning a podcast? So many things. Like, I want you to remind yourself, like, you can do hard things. You've done much harder things. So I hope that that helps. And I hope that you remember what I've said before, which is like, all it takes is like 20 seconds of courage. And then the next day, another 20 seconds of courage. If you add those 20 seconds up, a lot of momentum comes from that. So hope that that helps. I also wanted to say, I have something really fun coming up. I'm doing a free live workshop on how to choose your dream path. A lot of times people are like, I love to do photography. I also love to do stenciling. How do I know which thing to choose? So we're going to talk about that. This is going to be a free workshop on July 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to sign up for that and you want to come hang out with me, you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash workshop and you can get all the details there. All right. Well, on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a spotlight session I did with somebody who's in our alumni membership. On this call, I talked to Emma. She's an actress who loves being creative, but she had abandoned some of her creativity to try out coaching. She was feeling depleted and overwhelmed, and she wanted to pivot towards creating content, but she wasn't sure how she can 
do that as a full-fledged business. So in this episode, you're going to hear me help her reclaim her creativity and not feel guilty for letting herself be the maker that she is. And we're going to talk about some ways that she can monetize the things she is passionate about. And I also want to just thank Emma for being so generous and letting us share this with all of you. And we're going to share an update from her after this conversation. So stay tuned for that. Also, we made you a free workbook so that you can get a list of the takeaways from this episode. Plus, you can implement some of the steps, the lessons that you're going to learn. You can put them into action. If you want that free workbook, you can get that at kathyheller.com slash 477. Feel free to share that workbook with a friend, tell them to listen to this episode, and then work through it together. It is so unbelievably helpful to have a sounding board. Again, it's kathyheller.com slash 477. All right, now let's get into this episode. Take a listen. Okay, so Kimberly, you want to tee us up with who's coming up for the pitch panel? Yeah, so Emma Bridges. See you and spotlight you. Hi, I'm going to read your question and then you guys can just dive right in. Emma says, I'm stuck figuring out how to make a business as an actor. I tried to start a membership focused on coaching groups for creatives and have had minimal engagement and found that I was spending all the energy I want to spend on acting on trying to get the engagement with my coaching business, which was just making me feel stressed. Stress is never good. I decided to go back to my passion and spearhead producing and acting in a web series I wrote myself. I feel really excited about this, but I don't know what I'm selling or how to make money off of it. Can you help me explore the third doors to make this into a business? So Emma, way to be such an original and you're taking so much action and that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more in your own words about like what right now is just driving you crazy. (laughs) So what's driving me crazy right now? That's such a good question. Okay. So by day I'm a mental health therapist, which I obviously love, but is, you know, I, I feel a lot of craving for lighter work. And when I started out like my life, like I was an actor and that's what I loved. And I was like, I can't do this. I have to get a real person job. So, well, of course I love like working with people. I love helping people. I still feel so much craving to make art and it feels like I just wasn't making any space for that. So that's kind of what inspired me to initially join the program. And so I was like, so, you know, what if I combined my love of helping people and also like making art? It's like, okay, like coaching for creatives. That makes so much sense. So I think what happens is it's like, okay, I want to like offer this membership and people can come every week and like get support for their creative ideas and, I can kind of lend some of those skills that I have while also like creating space creatively for others as well. And so what was kind of driving me crazy about that was once again, I found myself like not making any time for myself creatively because I was just like, come to my group, come to my group, come to my group. And then a few people came, but people didn't want to pay money. And it's like artists, they don't typically have a lot of money and So like getting the conversion from someone who's like, yeah, I would love to come to a creative group to actually spending money on that. And then I was like finding myself depleted again, which of course, you know, I think like marketing is part of the business, but I was finding myself like as stressed, if not more. (laughs) And I was like, I really just want to be making art. Like, this is what I love to do. So I was like, I have this like web series story that I've been writing. And so I've finally been taking some steps towards producing it, which is exciting. So, you know, I've got like a director, I've got someone who's like interested in, you know, helping me 
like raise money for it. You know, it's kind of asking for donations, I guess. So I'm like, I don't know how to make that profitable. And I don't know if it is. It's like, yeah, yeah, you kind of hear the, like the filmmaking trope is like, oh, there's no money in that, you know, right. It's anyway. So does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And it's, it's so interesting how we we're so used to abandoning ourselves that you went from saying like, I'm doing this thing. And even though I like it, it felt kind of heavy and I want to be creative to, so I'll help people who are creative do something. And then you literally say in the third act of your story, I just want to be able to myself do something creative. Right. And then you said, and so I'm, I'm now like working on this web series and I have a director and that's when your face kind of lit up and you started to take like deeper breaths. So the reason that the marketing part can feel exhausting is if you're marketing something that's not in alignment and it was a good try, right? You're like, oh, well, I help people over here and I could help those kinds of people. But it's like, I don't wake up thinking like, I want to help those kind of people. I wake up thinking I want to get to do that thing. Right. And so those people, whoever those people are, you know, actors do spend money on classes and vocal coaches and trainers. And so there's never, I'm not going to buy that because there's always a buyer in every demographic. But what I do buy is that People only will buy in if they feel really clear, like about what the promise is and how you're so excited about that promise because you got results from that promise and you're all in on that promise because look what it's done for you. Right. So when I was telling songwriters, oh my God, guys, like, look at me, like I'm a songwriter in billboard. And like, I did this thing called licensing music. I want to help you license music. It was like, great. That's a very like one-to-one ratio. Like I want to do that. You did that. Let's do that. Right. So blah, 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 blah. And then after a while, just like you, I didn't want to talk to songwriters. Like I I didn't have the the desire to talk to songwriters because I didn't get into writing music to talk about writing music. I got into write music to write music. And so I completely understand everything that you just said. I think that what happens for you that's, that's exciting right now. And I just want to sort of open this, like you said, this third door is, you know, when you're somebody who has a background with creativity and you have acting chops and charisma, you have so much more going for you to make content, to monetize content, to create a platform that people start going, hmm. I mean, there's so many people who create content and next thing they know, like they're off to the races and it's like, oh, did you know that she's actually a performer, right? Morgan Harper Nichols and her sister toured in her sister's band for years. So then when she starts like doodling and da, 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 it's like, she has natural ability to be in front of humans. This woman, Mari Andrew, who I had on my podcast, I don't know if you follow Mari, but she has a million followers on social media. And she writes about being like her, like single Brooklyn self with her cat, still like drinking tea alone because she has no better plans. Her whole Instagram just, it's basically, she got turned into a TV show. So like, that's all happening, right? Like people like Mindy Kaling paid attention and now like her whole life and her work is going to be a show. There's so much here, right? Like there's so much here for you. And so what's coming up for me, you know, in in your journey is like, you have so much empathy, so much empathy that you're thinking constantly about like, well, you know, instead of like, what do I want to do? Right. What do I want to do? There's a lot around like, you know, well, how can I help that person? How that's a good thing, but there is a way for you to do you 
and help people at the same time. So what would be sort of like, if you were only making content, if you were only making content and being silly and writing things and popping in on video, what topic, what subject, what would be the kind of ironic or silly or painful or interesting things that you might feel most inspired to talk about? Well, I think obviously mental health, (laughs) but you know, other than that, I don't know. I love to normalize things for people. Like I love to make goofy videos about how I'm really bad at exercising, (laughs) you know, sort of body positivity type stuff. So, I mean, those are big topics for me. This idea of like, I think being enough, I like to talk about that. Obviously, I think it all comes through that like compassionate lens. Do you have a sort of Instagram handle that's sort of centralized around these ideas right now? Like mental health, anxiety, you know, being imperfect and all of that. Do you have have sort of a platform that's talking about those things? (laughs) My Instagram's pretty confused right now. <laughs> it's uh, it's like sometimes I do like comedy characters on TikTok that are just goofy things that I mm-hmm. think about and pretend to do and pretend to be. And, you know, right now it's kind of like, it says like, I help like stuck creatives, like overcome career goals, right? So, you know, it has that. So yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> so, I mean- there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's an incredible mission. You just didn't say that at all before in terms of like, I really, like I wake up thinking about people's career goals or right. do you? No, I don't. So then you're not the person to do that. But the gift that you have been given is what we really need to lean into. So I wonder if just getting to be yourself, like all the things that actually do light you up, right? If your membership was about people getting to come together and have an opportunity to be creative and getting a chance to air their silly, crazy, quirkiness and to write about it and to play about it and to connect with other people who, like you, have all those things in common. They're willing to address their mental health stuff. They um, like playing and being creative and they want to find a like-minded group of people, right? And I wonder like what that looks like as a podcast and what little quotes and notes and doodles look like that show up on your Instagram and, and then how you show up on video and you just start to like, you know, in a, in a way you become like the ambassador of that group. You know, you raise your hand and you hold up the flag so that, you know, people can follow along, you know, when you're on like a camp trip and you're like, oh, that's my person, right? She's got the flag or number five or whatever. And you become that person. That's kind of what my friend Emily McDowell did, right? With her writing and her stationery, everything's so ironic and silly and quirky. And it's like Tina Fey, a little bit more cynical, but talking about mental health, talking about all of her stuff. And then it sort of turns into this like, She collaborates now with Liz Gilbert. She collaborates with Lisa Cogden. She collaborates with all these other people. And I mean, think of the things that can come from that, right? Like your stuff can turn into products and mugs and silly things that you say, but it could also turn into collaborating with other people and having real honest conversations on podcasts, on each other's Instagram accounts. And then, you know, basically being a cheerleader for people who, who want to explore those ideas kind of together. You know, they want a place. And then again, we can literally learn how to sell 
anything because what we sell is the story, right? So then it becomes that whatever this, you know, membership of misfits is, <laughs> it's about just finding the hero who's that person and very clearly being like, you're the person like me, right? And this is the thing that I needed. So I created it and it is light and it's not heavy and it is empathetic and it is silly and it is fun. And it just becomes a thing. I've seen people, my friend, Ben Bram, he went to USC and he was like, oh, I think I'm going to disappoint my parents because I have no career ambition. The only thing that he wanted to do was be in an acapella group. So he was like, that's awesome. Cause that's not a way to make a living. But he was like, well, what if I got really good at acapella? And what if I started to form an acapella group? And then what if I actually like made acapella like my thing? So he wound up forming a band in at USC, which became this band called the Pentatonics. And they, <laughs> they, they did really well. Um, and then he wound up getting a call literally at graduation. He's at graduation on his way to meet his parents because they're going to like go to graduation. And he's like, I'm a failure. Great. And he got a call from NBC. They're like, we're doing a show called The Sing-Off and we need people who love acapella. And would you want to be an arranger and a producer? And he's like, great. And then he did this movie called Pitch Perfect and he <laughs> produced the movie three times. And then now he has this thing called Acapella Academy where he brings children from all over the world, like teens and tweens. And they get gifted a summer and the best studios in Hollywood and they do acapella. It's about going all in on what you really want to do and getting to tell that story over and over and over and over and over again. Right now, you're just not telling that story. What you're doing is you are looking at all the evidence of whatever's happened already and you're telling yourself there's no momentum here because this is what is. This is what's happened. This is what is. This is what's happened. But today, just today, if you were to wake up and be like, I have all this life force, I could create all this momentum. What's the world I'm creating? Who am I talking to? And how can I keep talking to that person and telling that story and that person and telling that story? And then you start to work backwards and you're like, well, what event, what silly thing, what's one thing, what's one specific thing that that person who's me would like to do? What would they like to do? And what would give them a sense of like, ah, peace and calm and uplift and all that? Like, okay. I'm going to do a huge blowout event like that on this date. Hmm. Is there somebody already on Instagram who has this handle where it's like ironic and cute and talks about anxiety and da-da-da. could I reach out to her? Like maybe she would actually pop in. Oh, I wonder what that would feel like if I start collaborating with those kinds of people. And now, oh my God, I could have that conversation be like recorded and that could be a podcast that starts and it starts to talk about the things that people don't talk about. And like, what would I call it? And like, how would I start creating a safe space? And then what kinds of awesome content can start to be created from that, right? Like so much, so much. And that's just kind of the way that it, it goes. I saw Julia Cameron, uh, who wrote The Artist's Way, of course. I went to see her. We did like a two and a half day retreat with her in San Jose a couple of years ago. And she said, do you know how many people reach out to me and say, do you mind if I teach a workshop using the artist way as content? And she's like, you can use it. <laughs> you don't have to pay me rights. It's a book. It's like a book club. If you want to keep people accountable and go through the exercises with them and all that, like, please. So she said the book has been sold more than 25 million times. And she thinks 
in large part because people do it as a group. People go through the artist way and they they look up the you know morning pages and they do the crazy makers and who in my life you know keeps me from being honest and what playful thing can I do this week and go on artist dates and all that stuff. I mean, what I'm saying is not that you have to use the artist way. I'm saying you could, but that's not why I'm bringing it up. I'm saying there are people holding those groups. I'm saying people are paying for that. People are paying to awaken their creativity, period. Like it doesn't have to be, oh, in order to make this leap, I have to do this other thing that I'm not interested at all, which is helping people with their creative career goals. No, I could just help the people who want to be like aware of their stuff, which the reason I brought up the, the artist way is because that's what the artist way does really well. She actually, you know, comes from a 12 step program. And so she likes to talk about sort of the, I think the title of the book is like a spiritual recovery. It's a creativity recovery. So it's recovery, right? It's recovery of your creative quirky self. And so I don't know what's coming up right now for you, but I'm hoping that maybe there's like a little more space, right? Is you're feeling a little more spaciousness now. Mm-hmm. What's like one little step that you maybe could take? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, there's so much from what you just said. I don't know. Like the first thing is just like really settle in with that idea of like, I can do what I want to do. And it's, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) It's not selfish. Is that weird to say? (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, I guess it just feels there's that selfishness, like fear of that. Like, oh, well, this is like for me. It's like rather than like, oh, this is like to serve others, which it's basically like to sit with that idea. Like it isn't selfish to do what you love. So. I mean, I can totally, 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 totally relate to it. And I remember this is a true story, like sitting in my therapist's office, just off La Cienega. She's like a, a social worker. That's like all I could afford at the time. And she was excellent. And I would see her for like $18 a session or sliding scale, whatever. I remember sitting in her office. I can remember where I was sitting and I was telling her that I was going to do a concert at Hotel Cafe and telling her that I thought it might be selfish. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, not every song is let your color shine. Some of the songs are about me. Like there's a song that's just about like a breakup. One of the songs is kind of sad. And I said, I feel like all the songs should be like for the audience, like lifting the audience, helping the audience. And she was like, I remember that exact conversation. And, and, you know, it was, it was two things. And I think this is what's coming up for you, which is so beautiful. Like right, right in this moment, like literally in this moment at 121 Eastern, you're meeting an edge, right? And it's so juicy because there is a beautiful breakthrough always when we meet our edge thank God, right? Like we should all be looking for the edges every day or we don't get the breakthrough because clearly we all have one that needs to happen. So what a gift that you are giving everyone and, and, and to yourself that you actually let yourself kind of simmer in the edge, right? We all want to distract ourselves from the edge. Like, oh, I want to stay up. I want our society's like, stay up, stay up, stay up. It's like, don't ever have a breakthrough. Don't ever have a break. That's basically what people are saying. Just pretend, just ignore it. It's like, no, I want to grow. Right. So that's part of it. And I can totally relate to it. And what's fascinating is everyone who's on the screen listening is having this thought of like, but everything that she would be doing is so generous, right? Doing something you love is so generous, right? I was just putting a, I'm I'm going to LA next week. And so I'm putting together this, this event 
and I'm emailing Phil Rosenthal, who is on my show is coming and Paul Reiser from Mad About You. I'm doing this, this thing and they're all comedians and I'm smiling ear to ear and I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, I'm so excited to be in a room with these people and they've spent their life just making jokes, right? And it is not selfish, right? I mean, think about the way in which people spend their days. Like, we don't see that as selfish for someone to have fun, for someone to be like, I'm going to make my whole life around paddleboarding because I love paddleboarding. And so people can do it with me and I have a paddleboard company or whatever it is, right? Like, it's not selfish. It's the opposite. But what I think is really powerful here is that there's been an agreement you've just made for a long time. And when we have these agreements, there's so much resistance, we can't even see there's a path there because there's something inherently painful or scary about considering this thing that makes you selfish. So you wouldn't even consider it. And no wonder going into mental health feels a little heavy because now that I have that little window, it's like, you're such an empathetic person that makes such sense that you choose that. But then there's a part of you going, that's not really what I want to do. And how much do the people who are meant to be served by you get to be served more when you're standing in your truth and actually showing up for your actual assignment? <sighs> yeah. Yesterday I had a conversation with this guy, Mark Groves on my podcast and we were talking about the two most central human needs. One is belonging and one is authenticity. And he said, like, if there's ever a moment where we have to choose between authenticity and belonging, we always choose belonging. So if we're wired to believe that we'll belong to our parents or we'll belong to a group, if we're a little less authentic, but over here, we just make a cho choice to belong, we'll just belong. And how many of us have spent so much of our life just like abandoning ourselves so that we can belong to somebody else, which means we don't belong to ourselves. So we actually belong to nobody because we've pretzeled ourselves and we play this beautiful role. And we're like, I can belong to you though. I can belong to you. And I've checked out, right? So this is such an incredible gift that you just gave yourself and all of us. And you wouldn't have brought it up unless there's a part of you that's like totally ready to let this go. So there's no good reason why you can't be Mindy Kaling. There's no good reason, not a good reason. You can give me a bad reason. There's no good reason why you can't go do all of those things and actually really wind up helping people because you have so much empathy and because you have a depth of understanding where people come from. So the things that you say and the way that you write and the stories you tell will speak volumes because all of that understanding goes along with you, right? So if you were going to be available for being uncomfortable and showing up for this resistance and knowing that this selfish voice is here, we'll call her like, you know, Veruca or something, but she's here now. We got it. She's still going to be here, but let's say you're showing up anyway. What might you go and do? I mean, I feel like I always start with journaling. That's a good place to start. And it's like, what is not bringing me joy? Cross it off. <laughs> How can I make it more like aligned with what I want to be doing? I'm a comedian also, so I've been like silently writing stand-up jokes in my phone and like, <laughs> like try them out, like put them out there. I've just been 
not focused on that. Like my podcast right now, it's called Spark to Screen. It's about people who have a spark of passion for like film and acting and like how they went and like put it onto the screen. But in that podcast, I've learned I put myself in a position where I'm constantly interviewing people, but I never talk. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like so easy to like allow other people this space, but allowing it for myself is hard. I don't know. Is is that like a clear response? Um, I mean, the answer is yes and no, right? But that's okay. This is a process. Part of it is like, I want you to start following people who are doing this thing that you really want to do, which is being themselves, first of all, being funny, talking about mental health, and then start looking at the content that they put out, right? Like it reminds me of like that woman, Terrible Thanks for Asking. You know that podcast? No, I like the title though. It's Nora McKerney's podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like that. She's like irreverent and it's all about mental health. And But in a silly way where it's kind of like a little ironic, but also funny and also actually helpful, right? Start to look at those people. See, this is the thing that you're not doing. This is what's really interesting. I want everyone to hear this. We always say that business is radical empathy. So you nailed that part. But what we also always say is that the person you're serving is you. So that's the piece is like, what do I want the podcast to be about? What do I want to be talking about? So therefore, if I'm my listener, if I'm the person scrolling my Instagram, if I'm the person showing up for my workshop, what do I really want to do in that membership? What's really fun? What's really going to like, give me that feeling of belonging. What's really going to give me that feeling of uplift. What's really going to give me that feeling of community What's really going to answer that for me? Is it really listening to a podcast that helps me figure out how to make this joke into a movie? Or is that interesting? But what I really would rather is listening to these four comedians who I love and then watching the skit. And I love when they bring in like hard hitting issues and they're like sarcastic about this, but they do men on the street stuff and they get people to admit blah, 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 right? Like if you get to really make this up, why would you make up something that you have to spend all your juice and energy on? And it's not even the, the world you want to fully be in, right? So I think it's time to just let the inspiration come in and, and like, you know, take off that linchpin, the thing that's like holding it bottlenecked, like let it, let it go. And I think you can create all of, I think you were right there. I think you can create a podcast and I think you can create a membership, but I think that you might want to ask yourself and people like you, maybe even, I wonder if there's anybody like that in this group. And maybe you can say, Hey, like, would you mind spending like 10 minutes with me? And what are the kinds of things you'd love to see in a membership? And then maybe because they're TLC folks, you can invite them to join it for free, right? Give them like the first few months for free. They can always leave after if they want. And then maybe you can start to figure out what that is and have a beta group. And then maybe they'll start telling people and you're still telling people because you're like, well, there's already 12 people in it, right? Like it's literally here for you today on the other side of the thought, which is I can't do what I want because what I want is selfish. When that thought stops being what's in the way, you're unleashed. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
seeing everybody's comments and I just like want to cry again. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Emma, you get to be yourself. We are so, it's amazing the things that we don't realize we're so committed to. Like we're so committed to the story that like life means not getting to be myself or it has to be harder than I want it to be. That's the only way to make money. You know, like life gets to be free. It gets to be free. And we're all in the struggle. I'm in the struggle too. This is where we're all at. I have a lot more I want to cover, but before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsor. I was the editor of my college newspaper, which meant we had lots of deadlines and writing projects. And as someone who has like a lot of great ideas, but isn't always the great at putting them into writing, I really could have used something like WordTune. WordTune is like having an expert on calls to take a look at drafts whenever you need them to. Instead of wasting precious time agonizing over the perfect sentence, you can hit deadlines on time every time. WordTune instantly provides options based on your original words so you can take your writing to the next level. It's the first AI-powered online writing tool that understands meaning so you can feel confident that what you're writing is as smart as you are every time. It's so fascinating. It actually understands what you're trying to say and suggests ways to make your writing more clear, compelling, and authentic. I write a lot of emails and Instagram posts, so WordTune is really helpful when I feel like I'm just starting to repeat myself. I can just enter the text into WordTune and it gives me a few suggestions on how to reword it or how to convey the gist of the sentence in a clearer way. I would definitely recommend this since communicating your message and your copy is just so important in your business and WordTune works anywhere you're working online. Google Docs, Slack, Outlook Web, WhatsApp, and more. My listeners can try WordTune for free at wordtune.com slash dreamjob. Get help writing your emails, reports, presentations, resumes, blogs today. Go to w-o-r-d-t-u-n-e dot com slash dreamjob. Kimberly, I know I've literally like talked and talked and talked. So if you have anything you feel like sharing, I'm going to make sure that you have a chance to share Oh my gosh. Well, I think we're all just soaking it all in. So thank you for loving on us in this way from you. And I think the thing that Kathy said that has often helped me when I'm feeling a lot of these same emotions, because like Kathy was saying, we've all gone through it. We've all felt it is really to remember that your audience is you. And so sometimes going back to that like milestone moment when you're just like, something has to change, something needs to be different and embracing that and journaling about that. Cause you said you love journaling. And so taking that and write out what specifically was I feeling? What did I need in that moment? That can also open up a lot of clarity of like, that's the message I need to share on my podcast. Maybe that is that next solo podcast episode that oh, this that would you're be going to do. And that's your story that you're sharing. Say, I was there. This is Kathy's story when she was on the side of the highway crying because people get it. And they're like, that's me. And I know that Emma's a couple steps ahead and I want to go and follow in that path. And I want to go learn from her because I love her and she's wonderful and she's fun. And I, and I laugh when I'm with her and I can cry when I'm with her. And I just feel like I'm at home. And it's that emotion that we were talking about earlier that you're going to attract people with because they want that from you. And you can see it in the comments. You can absolutely see it in the comments. You've got such a fan base here already. And one thing that we've been doing behind the scenes is working always, always, always. Everything I teach, I'm always doing. I'm always, there's always room to iterate and improve always leap by leaps and bounds, right? So what I've only just, it's like, I'm just hitting my stride. You know, I think I've been doing this for, you know, whatever, five years, I'm only hitting my stride. And what I mean is like, we're, we're sort of rebranding everything now that I'm doing with like, I'm posting, literally it's the funnest thing I've ever done. I wake up now and the first thing I do is I come up with something funny to say on Instagram and I'm like, this is so fun. Why didn't I do this before? 
Cause it's a really big part of my, what I like is actually things that are funny and I'm a mom and I have a husband and I, a lot of those things are challenging and fun to make fun of. And what I'm saying is we often get so serious. We're like, you know how I'm going to sell a business? Well, people are going to be serious about something and it's going to be serious and they're going to make money or they're going to, and then you like, look at what do people actually engage with and spend time on things that make them feel seen, things that make them laugh, things that make them feel, you know, I don't know, they take a break from life because life is so serious. So you get to make this fun. And I also think about my other friend, Emma, Emma Isaacs, who has 500,000 people in her membership. It's only $10 a month. Wow. It's 58 million a year. (laughs) But let's say she didn't have 500,000 people. Let's say she had 5,000 people. It's a success. My point is that you can make something that people are obsessed with, that they're like, okay, starting out, it's like $10 a month, but then people get addicted to it. And then you start understanding, okay, I'm going to add this and I'm going to add this. And you start to raise the price. You start to raise the price. You could even have like an initiation fee of like $49 and then it's $10 a month. Like there's so many fun things you can do. You can bring in panelists and guests. You can have fun. You can, but what do they really want? They want to connect to each other. They want to be seen. People will pay for connection. They'll pay for belonging. They'll pay for a place where they can just be themselves. Right. And then it's an easy offer that you can constantly be saying, join it, join it. And next thing you know, you might have 500 people in it. You're like, wow, this is actually a thing now. And then you can raise the price a little bit. And maybe you start finding people to collaborate with and there's more creative projects that stem from it, but it's literally sitting right here for you today. I would just take a deep breath, let the inspiration, just let it be easy, really feel what it is. And then give yourself the gift of this breakthrough today. Be like, even though this is hard, I can't unknow what I now know that I know. So I'm changing my Instagram, making it clear. I'm changing the offer for the membership. I'm going to start talking about it and I'm just doing it. Worst case, I'll learn a lot from this. This time next month, I'll have a lot more data. How does that feel? It feels good. I think I blacked out at the beginning. So I'm going to rewatch this. Well, you'll go back and watch it. But remember this chat because there are people already here who can be your first sort of beta testers and that's a very loving and, and gracious thing. And thank you guys for doing that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, like you said, I think coming up with something that just feels fun for the the membership that lights me up too, something that's exciting. And let me be clear, as it grows, what I see for you is all those things you wanna create content around, that's coming, right? Like the movies and the web series and the fun and the, the more you just have like, here's the person who's my hero, you, you misfit, you creative, artsy, quirky person. I do this thing for you. I, I'm building a world around you, a, a platform, a belonging, right? And I'm talking to you and I'm making content and I'm creating this thing and da, 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 da. it's like, it will come. I'm telling you, all the ideas will come. The collaboration ideas will come and all the content will start getting clearer and make more sense. And, and whatever's meant to happen will, will happen. It just does. I, I mean, my team has been working this week on on a potential TV show idea, which it's been it's been presented to me a bunch of times. But the the, the most recent one, somebody who's very fancy in Hollywood came to me and said, "This is what you've been doing behind the scenes, right? 
I think this is the title of the show. And I think this is what the show should be. And I actually set up a pitch meeting with this person and I was like, great. And like, I bless and release it. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to be in alignment. I want to do my work. If that's part of my assignment, great. If it's not, please move out of the way because I don't want to do things that are not my assignment. But it is cool how you can start creating a little groundswell around your content and it will just be the kind of thing where things start to percolate and pop and snap, crackle, pop together. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this was really important and helpful. I'm glad that we spent the time on it. And thank you for being so brave to to share all of this. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was awesome. So I hope that was helpful. Emma sent us some updates that she's been working on since that call. And I want to share that with you guys really quickly. Here's what she said. I'm embracing leading with my passion. I'm an actor, writer, and comedian ready to add sparkle, silliness, and skill to your film TV project. I wrote and am shooting a comedic web series pilot about a therapist with mental health problems this August. We're looking for casting crews, so reach out if you want to get involved. My podcast, Spark to Screen, follows my journey pursuing a film career and interviews others who have done this successfully. The podcast is going to continue in some iteration, maybe reading aloud romance novels. Anything can happen, you guys. But what I know for sure is I'm going to speak up on the pod way more and let my color shine as Kathy says. Follow Spark to Screen wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm also starting a TikTok creator club. This club is a community of actors helping each other get out of their heads and be playful while making TikToks and reels, which is essential for growing your acting career. The club channels all the fun for your favorite high school drama club and has themes of the week such as dress up like your favorite Legally Blonde character, or bring your own charcuterie board. You can reach out to me on Instagram and TikTok at emma.abridge to follow the messy version of this journey as it unfolds, or get in touch if you want to get involved with anything I'm doing. All my love to Kathy and her team. Emma, this is just so amazing. I'm so proud of you, and I can't wait to see what awesome magic is going to come from you fully embracing your creative side. I know that we have so many listeners who are feeling just like you did before this call, and you're helping them. You're helping them see a new possibility, so thank you. You guys should all give Emma some love. Her Instagram and TikTok is at emma.abridged, and her podcast is Spark to Screen. All right, so here are the takeaways. Number one, there's always a buyer in every demographic. People buy when they're clear about the promise and when you're all in on that promise. Number two, lead into the gift you've been given. Number three, we can sell anything through story. Find the hero, the person that needs this, and tell them the story. Number four, there's always a beautiful breakthrough when you're meeting an edge. We should be looking for the edges every day. Number five, doing something you love is so generous. It's not selfish. The people who are meant to be served by you get to be served more when you stand in your truth and show up for your actions assignment. Number six, the person you're serving is a version of you. Number seven, there's so much here for you. It's just on the other side of the thought of I can't do what I want because it's selfish. When that thought is out of the way, you're unleashed. And number eight, let it be fun and easy. Life gets to be free. Okay. And remember, if you want these takeaways and questions to start creating this kind of result for yourself, you can download the free workbook from this episode at kathyheller.com slash 477. Okay. Now I'm going to shout out one of our other made to do this alumni, Judith. She said, today is the publication day of my novel. And I just wrote a letter to my younger self, the one that was told it might be too hard. The one that was told I should maybe ditch that dream. I hope you can take this as an encouragement for yourself. Judith, congrats. That is so huge. I love that you wrote a letter to your younger self to give her that encouragement and celebrate how far you've come. You're definitely making her dreams come true. You can all go give Judith some love. Her website is judithwilms.com, W-I-L-M-S. 
judithwilms.com and her new book is called Love Only Needs Two Hearts. Right now it's only available in German. So for any of our multilingual listeners who speak German, you should definitely check it out. And maybe the rest of us will learn German too, so we can enjoy the book too before the English version comes out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for listening to the show. I still can't believe how far we've all come and it's all because of you. We have so many good episodes coming up soon. So please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen. I'd love to see you at the free workshop on how to choose your dream path. It's July 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can register at kathyheller.com slash workshop and it's going to be so fun. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Searching for